When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Win number 60 for the Phoenix Suns comes tonight on March 24th, a.k.a. Devin Booker Day, over the Denver Nuggets. The Suns get the win 140 to 130, and this game was the Devin game. It was all about him tonight. Yeah, let me officially, officially say this. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, doubters. Because it's official. They will have the best record in the league. And now it's uh, it's 16 more wins come April. That's going to become the most important thing mm-hmm. starting in April. Yep. The Suns have clinched that number one seed. We knew that we knew it was inevitable. Fun to do it on the re- with the return of Chris yep. Paul. Win number sixty. All around, a really good storyline for the Suns tonight. And of course, it all started with Devin Booker. But before we go too far into that, let's go to the bar first. Let's Espo. go to the bar. We're having a March twenty fourth mule in honor of one Devin Armani Booker. Looked it up. Devin Booker has played three games in his career on March 24th. 70 points, 25 points, and 49 points. I would say that's pretty damn good. And then we also saw March 25th, he had a 59-point game. (laughs) And March 27th, he's had a 50-point game. So this last week of March is, uh, is definitely Devin Booker's time to shine. It is. Something about March. I mean, it's just... It is what it is, you know, March Madness. Devin just wants to have a little piece of that pie. Well, he only got one run in in March Madness because he was a one and done at Kentucky. So, you know, unlike his Wildcats, he knows how to get it done in the month of March. Um, Our friends Connor in the chat says, guys, the DNVR chat is down bad right now. Of course. You know what, guys? Uh, DNVR, come on in. (laughs) Come on in. We'll, We'll give you a hug. It's okay. Look, just like the playoffs, you're just playing a team that was better than you. It's not and your that, fault. That's okay. Sometimes in life, you're the hammer, and sometimes you're the nail. <laughs> and Denver, when you're when you're up against Phoenix, you're just the nail, and yeah. that's okay. You can be the hammer against other people. 
You can be the MVP against other people. You can have Jamal Murray against other people. But when you play Phoenix, just hold that's this just out. the way it is. Just we're here to give you a hug. We love you. <laughs> you're you're like you're you're like our sibling, you know. And uh, but this is just the way life goes sometimes, and, and we're sorry. All right. Well, uh, RIP to our friends over at the DNBR uh, bar hanging out tonight, probably drinking away their sorrows. But we're not. We're drinking because we're having a lot of fun over here in the VIP lounge. <laughs> Chris, Chris in the chat goes, suck it, DNBR. I don't think contractually I'm allowed to say that. I'm pretty sure I get fired if I say that on the show. So I mean, you said it, Chris, not me. All I'm saying is if you get in trouble for that, then they're they're. I'm going to call it. You a bunch of crybabies. Hey, the the CEO is in town, so I got to be careful. Crybabies. That's all I'm saying. Brian. That's all I'm Brian saying. Brian in the chat, DNVR equals Pat Bev. No, come <laughs> that, on. That's extreme. Come on. That's a little extreme. Come on. They, don't kick them while they're down. They're having a rough time, all right? Oh, my They're having gosh. flashbacks to the Suns and Four guy right now. They and that's are. just, none of us need that, all right? You know, uh, Edward in the chat said, Lindsay, with the uh, winning beanie. Thing going on when I rolled into the studios today our producer Shane said you're gonna put the beanie on the line for this game and I was like yeah I feel like tonight's gonna be a good game I'm not gonna lie though I was a little bit nervous you knew it was d-book day you knew it'd be I right. didn't know it was gonna be, be this right. type of a d-book day Come on. though I'm not Come on. I'm gonna be honest with you Come. but I felt like I just kind of had this feeling that after last night plus with Chris Paul coming back but this team just had something to prove. Um, and then with all the craziness that happened on Twitter over the last 24 hours surrounding this team and Devin Booker specifically, I just felt like they were going to come out with a little bit more edge, a little chip on their shoulder um, to prove not just for their team, but also for their guy, Devin. You know? Yeah. Er early on, I was a little worried that we were going to have to blame Chris Paul for uh, for not, <laughs> not helping this team anymore. They went down early, but... Look, the national media, you know, Devin heard it. You know, yeah. he was aware of it. You know, this team was aware of it. Uh, and honestly, Book probably could have easily had 60 in this game, mm -hmm. but he still was distributing, right? He was looking for his teammates. He was finding the passes, something that he's been criticized for earlier in his career not doing. And he went out there and he dished the rock. He made sure to get his teammates involved when they could. He wasn't a, a ball-dominant player just to be a ball-dominant player. He didn't take the shots that he didn't need. He, he shot a few threes at the at the end. He was trying to get that, that 50, but things were pretty much uh, – the game wasn't in the balance anymore. So – I just I love that he played a complete game tonight. Mm -hmm. The three steals, you know, the the four rebounds, uh, you know, the block should have had two blocks. They didn't they they didn't review it because Monty didn't want to waste the review yet. But he had one on Jokic too. This was a complete game. There was a message being sent, and that message very clearly is Devin Booker should be in that MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. And if if you didn't know, now you freaking know. Yes. And that is why we are going to name Devin our draft king, king of the game. 
He finished with 49 points. That's a season <laughs> high for Book in scoring. He had three steals, a block, and 10 we assists. The, we buried the 10 assists. That's how good this game was. Well, because we, we were it. highlighting the defense because that was a knock at Devin and still continues to be a knock oh, at agree. Devin is that at least when when it shows up in the box score, he doesn't play defense. So when it does show up in the box score, we got to highlight. I just love those defensive efforts. We made the Devin Booker rules. He surpassed both tonight. He blew past the thirty mark. He hit the ten assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicked ass on defense, which wasn't one of the Booker rules. It wasn't, but, but, but we could have added it yeah. in there. Uh, this was look. It's, you can say what you will, uh, and and. Plenty of people will tomorrow. But Devin Booker is the best player on this team. He is the best shooting guard in the NBA. He deserves some damn respect on his name. And nights like tonight should prove that. It should vault him into that discussion of the four or five leaders in the MVP vote, but we know it won't. And that's the unfortunate part. Uh, It should, but it won't. I mean, it might. You, you have I know I'm wishful too, thinking. You have far too much faith. In, I do in have this. wishful thinking right now. The only thing, the reason why I feel like this might is because of the fact that it happened today and he came out and he made a statement that maybe tomorrow that could be the narrative they run with. Devin felt slighted. He came out, had a statement game. Is this something that we need to be talking about more? That and John Morant who also happens to be on one of the top teams in the league and is somebody that's getting a little bit more, occasionally at least, love and attention than Devin is because of the flashy highlights. He came out and tweeted right at the end of this game, and he said, y'all going to start respecting D-Book. And a bunch of... He gave flowers! He gave flowers. (laughs) He had a bunch of exclamation points. He had a flower emoji and a fire emoji. So... He gets it. John and I are on the same page. We got to give flowers when flowers are due. And Devin's flowers are due from the national media. But some people will claim that Josh should be ahead of him because, well, you know, look at what they did. They exceeded expectations so much. When players yeah, but look at what happened tonight, Jaw didn't oh, play yeah. and they, they beat the they, crap out they, of yeah. Indiana. Look, and, and we talked about it pre. I don't believe so. Maybe Jaw isn't that valuable to that team after all. I won't go that far. I'm you being said sarcastic. It, <laughs> you said I am it. No. being sarcastic. No, but look, uh, that when when players start recognizing and. and Devin Booker's always been a player's favorite. Early on, you had D. Wade and LeBron coming out and talking about him, Kobe talking about him. His peers respect him now as well, guys that are the same age or younger. You got Ja coming out and saying, take him serious in terms of MVP. That's the people I want to listen to. Like, I don't need to listen to blowhards like myself, uh, you know, tell you, uh, you know, why, why, oh, you know, LeBron is the MVP, not, you know, that Devin Booker doesn't deserve to be in that conversation, yada, yada. No, when players start coming out and publicly vouching for a guy that that actually they're trying to catch in terms of mm-hmm. the standings and what he's doing, that means a hell of a lot more than anything any media member's ever going to say. When an active player who is is behind you in the standings is sitting there and saying that, that speaks volumes to me. I mean, 
I just don't even know. I don't even know anymore what to say about this or, you know, I'm always trying to give the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to come up. Maybe it's playing devil's advocate. Maybe I'm just giving too much grace in times where there's not a lot needed anymore. But I'm always trying to figure out exactly what it is, why it's so hard for Devin to get the respect that he deserves. Because like you said, his whole career, every your favorite player's player or your Devin is your favorite player's favorite player. And it's been like this his whole entire career. Even as a rookie, people were pointing to him as if he was going to be, because they knew he was going to be that next guy. He was going to be something special. At what point in time do people who cover the NBA, I mean, us included, people across the league, top to bottom, at what point in time do people who cover the NBA have to kind of figure it out as well? Well, look. Have to listen to the, these are the guys who played the game. They know it the best. We well, can't the, compete with are, them. National media can't compete with them. And this is an ex. This is an exploit. These are guys in the game right now. Guys that have to go night in, night out, toe to toe with Devin Booker, and they praise him. And this isn't rare. Like this isn't a one off. Jaw said this. It's happened for years. Players, real, recognize real is what is mm. happening here. And they recognize how damn good Devin Booker is. And I, Lindsay, I know you love uh, to, to look for the positive, to try to find what is really going on, to try to understand the human condition. I'm here to say, screw that. The reason it's happening is because certain members of the media, not all, are lazy they're not watching it. They don't want to buy into the Suns because it's not the Lakers. It's not Brooklyn. There's nothing sexy about Phoenix. They don't want to. So it, it's not driving their ratings while they're yelling at each other. That's why they're not watching and not taking it seriously is plain and simple that if he played for the Lakers, everybody would be standing Devin Booker in the national media like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. If he had left to try to force a super team in some major market with like the Knicks or something, they'd be drooling all over him. But because he stayed in Phoenix, because, you know, five years ago tonight, he scored 70 by, you know, because let's be frank, Earl Watson helped him get 70 that night by making moves that most coaches may not have done in that case there people have been soured to him since then and never got past it never took the time to watch him people okay. saying oh he's not good defensively you're not watching mm -hmm. you're just not watching and that to me at some point becomes lazy i get it at the beginning of last year there wasn't a reason to watch the phoenix suns right because they hadn't proven themselves all they had done was go eight and zero in the bubble who gives a crap but this is the defending western conference champions they're the best team in the nba they've locked in home court in the best record and you're still not watching them yeah that's on you there's not an excuse for that that's on you as a media member uh, being derelict in your responsibilities because the Phoenix Suns are the best team or could very well defend their Western Conference title and could be hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy and you're just not paying attention and there's nobody to blame but yourself at this point. The Cove Crazies were telling me in the chat that Kyrie also tweeted. So what? Kyrie tweeted out again after this game, same time as John Morant tweeted out, 
MVP colon Devin Booker. Three crowns emojis. Oh, I, I was hoping he'd say Not, sh- shots. Those are shots I like. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's so many of them. There's a few other ones that I've seen just kind of scrolling here right in front of me. A couple NFL players have tweeted out about it. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it was on my timeline. I promise. Darius Butler. Darius Butler said Devin Booker should be in the driver's seat of the NBA MVP conversation. So, like I said, this probably, it could. It very well could. I'm not saying that it will, but it could start to shift the narrative because national media pissed Devin Booker off, Mm -hmm. not just today, but this week. There was a lot of chatter about it, right? He comes out, he has a statement game. Other players are watching this game and tweeting about it. They're creating the conversation. You're going to tell me tomorrow on NBA Today, on ESPN, on all these national outlets that they're not going to have Kyrie's tweet up there, that they're not going to have Jaws tweet up there and say, here's what these players tweeted. How do you feel now about the Devin Booker conversation of MVP? Maybe. Or is is it the... Jaw is hurt conversation. Is it, you know, the the benefit is the Lakers didn't play tonight. So you're not going to get the what's wrong with the Lakers or, oh, the Lakers saved their season. Uh, Hopefully Devin dominates the headlines tomorrow. Uh, That's, that's at bare minimum, at bare minimum, that's what should happen. You know, and, and I respect that. But Chris Vernon, who was on the show earlier in the week, we were talking about Mikhail Bridges and Defensive Player of the Year, and he mm-hmm. said Mikhail needs that moment. He needs that moment because voters are still undecided in a lot of these major things. Well, tonight should be that Devin Booker moment. Uh, it should be very clear because they weren't playing uh, some uh, some crappy team. They're playing the Denver Nuggets with the reigning MVP on the court there. So it wasn't it wasn't some pathetic team. They're playing on the tail end of a back to back and they still did it. He came through and they got the win because of him and he did it in every facet of the game. If if he's not dominating the headlines tomorrow, it's asinine. There is no excuse. And if it doesn't put him into that MVP conversation, I'm done with all all these people. Like I I'm just done at that point because what else does this guy have to prove? <clears throat> Listen, I will tell you that at halftime of this game, Shane, our fantastic producer, Sean, also another fantastic producer, they also host our ASU podcast. Uh, We started to go down a rabbit hole of talking about conspiracy theories that we've seen circulating around the internet, more so the fun and playful ones, right? But I'm just going to say, if Devin is not dominating the headlines tomorrow, we're going to start creating some conspiracy theories around why Devin and the Suns cannot be spoken about positively by the national media at the level they deserve. So everyone keep an eye out tomorrow. And if you don't see enough, let's start coming up with some fun conspiracy theories to throw out there just for the sake of poking fun at something that is so ridiculously outrageous at this point. Like, we just got to find ways to humor ourselves. Can, so can we're going to do this. Can I start with one? Yes. Every executive at every major sports network's wife really finds Devin Booker cute. <laughs> They're just jealous. Could that be it? I, I mean, know. yeah. I guess technically that could be a conspiracy theory. I mean, I feel like it goes deeper than that, hold though. Hold on. I got another one. Uh, the the internet, is, you know, it doesn't, doesn't like 
that Devin has kept up with the Kardashians. They've all been trying to keep up with the Kardashians. Well, Devin's done it. So maybe that's why. I mean, no, I think I think my buddy Nick is right in the chat. He says I know about the lizard people. I think everyone thinks books a lizard person and they don't want to talk about it or he's trying to expose the hey, lizard people. Like Bruno, we don't talk about lizard people, all right? Don't do that to us. Don't. Oh my god. I mean, at this point like what what else is there? Like there's uh, you just can't be making you can't be making these excuses anymore. I I got it. Like, when when Devin scored 70, how he did it was he actually stole the soul from the Celtics leprechaun, and the league is upset uh, with him for stealing their lucky charms. So this That's is, why March this is, is like so good. Space Jam. Sure. But like sure. Devin's version of Space yeah, Jam. Yeah, sure. This is what Space Jam would be had it been remade with Devin and not LeBron, basically. Which it should have. He, That's he what we're saying better. here. All right. Well, I'll come up with some more. Yeah. Think of some good ones. If you guys got any, tweet them at us, because at this (laughs) point, I'm just going to try and have a little bit of fun around this thing. We're going to take a quick break because college basketball fans, it is time to join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. So turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet just $5 on any team to win. And if they do, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. It is that simple. If they win, you win with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you are already a current user of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure you get some skin in the game by participating in same-game parlay. So you can buy multiple bets from the same game, and the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any team to win their game. And if they do, you're going to get $200 in free bets. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. I really hope that you didn't make that bet on U of A. They're down 10. When we're recording this. So Yikes. Maybe we'll um, make a comeback, but yeah. I got a DraftKings pick of the week. Yes, do tell, because I feel like we haven't been doing that great this week with like our picks, so we need we need this to end on a good uh, well, note. Look, we need the week to be a win. This one you might have to wait. You're going to have to wait to cash out on, but yeah. right now, Devin Booker sits at plus 3,000 to win yeah. MVP. Put some money on that. Why not? Put That's my pick of the week. Because Devin may go on a tear here over the next few games before they start tapering down minutes just to make a damn point. So get in there while the getting's still good. He right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app has the fourth best odds to win MVP. Despite the fact that on these MVP ladders and uh, with the talking heads, he's not even in the top uh, the top eight. He's got the fourth best odds, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and then Book. Those are the leaders in odds for uh, for MVP. So I'm, use that code PHNX and, and go put a few ducats down on it. Uh, yeah, I am not against that. I think that's actually a pretty good bet to make. Look, because I don't know that it'll pay a, out. But... It might not, but there's a handful of games left that could be really big statement games for mm-hmm. Devin. If he has a couple more nights like he had tonight and more people are talking about it and forcing that conversation to happen, 
could potentially Look, be there. They he dropped he dropped forty nine on a team led by the reigning MVP. Sunday he plays 76ers. Joel Joel Embiid. You have a big game there. Okay, you're making a statement. And you know he doesn't play he doesn't face Giannis again, but I think he can make make some statements here. I don't know that it'll pay out, but if you put down a, a nominal amount at plus three thousand and he hits it, you're gonna take home some cash and that's well worth well worth mm-hmm. the chance. So uh, you know, take the opportunity on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. I mean, we're just adding people to the list of uh campaigners for Devin right now. Cameron Payne. Just tweeted out, why is Devin Booker not number one in the MVP race? Shaking my head. Yeah. Look, Home to the face emoji. Look, we're at we're at the point where those Ish people Wayne Wright's him. tweeting it out. Okay, now we're getting crazy. All right. I mean Ish is on the payroll. Ish is Devin's <laughs> bodyguard out there. Of course, Ish is gonna say that. Oh my gosh. Ish, Ish wants so to come back next year. So Ish is good people. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, you know, he knows where bread's buttered and he's oh, gonna totally he's gonna take care he of he also knows ball he does have, have we gotten the chris have we gotten the chris paul obligatory devin booker tweet yet um, that's not coming that I, next not that i have he, seen he may, so far but i'm guessing it's because chris paul probably i'm, I'm gonna give him the de- ben, the benefit of the doubt he's probably at the podium he's at the podium yeah. or he's on his way to the podium and he's gonna tweet after it's yeah, all set he's got done. a He's got a banger ready. I'm going to give him the the benefit of the doubt that that just, I haven't either that or I just haven't seen it yet. One of the two, but we'll get there eventually. I'm sure Chris Paul will say something. Um, All right. So I have a person in the chat and I want to address this because it's Sly in the chat. And I believe this is the second show now, Sly, you've you've asked um, if I'm wearing Adidas and now you're asking when I will be wearing Adidas. I don't own any Adidas shoes outside of Y3s. They're, they're, I think, an extension of Adidas, but they're not exactly an Adidas brand. Do you have a Nike contract that I'm unaware of? I do not, but I would love a Nike contract. <laughs> I don't have anything against Adidas. I just haven't found an Adidas shoe that I'm like, I need to pick that up. So. I, I'll take any contract. I don't need I don't need Nike or Adidas. I'll, I'll take any. I, I think I'm wearing Etnies. You, you can hit me up, whoever whoever wants. I don't care. Old man shoes, uh, Crocs, Uggs, Etnies, whatever you want. Etnies are retro, and that's awesome. And that's I feel like Etnies are super <laughs> cool and vintage type of style coming back, and they're making them actually like way smaller than what they used to be. Etnies used to be like a massive shoe, and I had them. I had Etnies growing up. They're not weird. And I thought though. they were the coolest shoe in the entire world. <laughs> I love that Lindsay's trying to make me feel good while also no, saying I feel my like shoes are retro. My wife it's did a, a good job. Brand. I didn't buy myself shoes. It's a retro brand. But I feel like they've done a good job of modernizing their shoes. But look, why is, it's a why is Brian going at me in the chat? What did Brian he say? He said, I, I, I wanted an, uh, a Sunny, but I didn't fit the criteria. Like, I, I Brian, uh, I I what love you, you man, but I, I don't know. Oh, MCG Blue says, what about Starberry Kicks? I actually rocked Starberry Kicks back in the day. Uh, that You could only buy them at some janky store for like 20 bucks, but I rocked them. Oh, I rocked them hard. Some N1s back in the day. I had all those uh, all those off-brand shoes. I, I owned a pair of Hakeem Olajuwon Spalding shoes that you could only get at Target. I mean, that's kind of fun, though. That's you should have kept well, those. Randomness. What do you know about those Elton Brands? I don't know. The, I, had, I had a pair oh, the end for, one Elton brands. Yeah, yes, I remember those, those were clean. Yes, yes. See, um, 
Uh, you have uh, somebody in the chat, underwear only, said literally spent my entire budget for after school on etnies in middle school. I'm so glad, I get it. I'm glad underwear only is on my side yeah, in this I'm argument. Yeah, etnies are dope. And then also, we're just going to have a quick little shoe sidebar okay. conversation. I'm sorry, but everyone in the chat is talking about it. So we're going to um, engage. Edward said, Lindsay, you need to look in the kids section for my foot size, you know. I absolutely already do. I, I buy the little boys <laughs> shoes because they're like $50 cheaper and I can find a lot of shoes that I couldn't find um, if I were buying shoes from the men's or the women's section. Look, I have the, uh, and this is not a humble brag. It's just a pain in the ass. I have size 13 feet. It is not always easy to find size 13 shoes I believe shoes that, either. yeah. But oddly enough, they were size 11 and a half before the pandemic, and I wore flip-flops so often, I now have a size 13 foot. How so does that even it happen? It flattened out, and that's the only way I can- Is uh, that a real-life thing that can happen? I sure as hell hope so. Otherwise, I got some weird disease going on where my feet just grow. Yeah, so. maybe that's interesting. Um, and then Charles said in the chat, Lindsay was probably a Vans kid. Never wore Vans when I was younger. I didn't really wear sneakers when I was younger. It was more of an adult thing outside of the etnies, I do remember. But I'm Converse through and through. I don't hate Vans, but I will reach for a pair of Converse over Vans every day. I like I like the Converse. Somebody uh, in the chat uh, brought up. Can you scroll down there, Shane? Sorry, it was the uh, – where are we at? This is great. A great podcast. Oh, Code there said L.A. Gears. I had some mm. L.A. Gears back in the day. You know your old school if you remember L.A. Gears uh, and and British Knights and like these really off brand. I feel like know. L.A. Gears had a quick comeback there too for a minute. Though. I don't I don't remember that because I it was I past know. my time to be cool. You know? I love how everyone in the chat though like this is the cool thing about kind of basketball and the culture around basketball how it is extended to fashion and shoes and things of that nature. Every single person in the chat remembers growing up with certain brands and certain pairs of shoes that maybe their favorite players wore that they love. Like T-Mac had the most underrated sneakers, said Code. Greg said I had some shacks. Like, um, like there's just so many different shoes, and I think that's kind of fun. And I love that side of basketball specifically, that it, it you grow up watching basketball, you have your favorite players, but then in addition to them, you have things that you tangible items that you can also connect with I, with throughout your or through players. I still want two shoes, ninety four Barkley Air Maxes. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted a pair of those because he rocked them in, in some of his better games in Phoenix. And then uh, the Penny Hardaways, the uh, the foam posit, I think they were called okay. Penny Hardaways. Oh. God, those are those are on my uh, on my list of shoes I need to acquire at some yeah, point. Yeah, you got to get those. Uh, I'm not sure the misses would be, appreciate it, but I'd love to acquire them at some Speaking point. Speaking of shoes, should go to since this. we are already talking about shoes, we may as well talk about it. Devin Booker tweeted out today a uh, graphic. It's a Nike logo and a Kobe logo, and his caption said, "Today is a great day with an infinity emoji." Now, obviously, I believe this is a nod to Kobe and Nike um, having re-upped a deal. Yep, Vanessa Bryant announced today that uh, that the Kobe brand uh, and Nike have agreed to come back together. They had, they had separated for a brief time mm -hmm. here, and part of the deal is uh, 
his daughter is is getting a shoe in her honor and any shoe that they create in her honor uh from now in perpetuity of the, of this deal all that money goes back to the uh, to the mamba charity uh, mm-hmm. that they have set up which is really cool yeah i, I and you, you don't see that a lot where a company like Especially nike goes a big all brand proceeds like that yeah yeah but they know they're going to make their money on on having the the kobe brand long term it is the most popular shoe in the nba right now yeah and i honestly like i don't blame her at all for wanting to renegotiate this deal with nike i mean it's something that was probably very difficult for her to go through it's something that she probably cared a whole lot about and wanting to have something that not only set her family and generations up for success down the line but also something that was representative something that honored both of those people in her life Um, So I think this is really cool. I love that Devin is still, you know, sticking around with his OG shoes that he's been rocking for a while. Uh, He's actually been rocking some really cool shoes lately as far as the colorway goes. I think it's pink and light blue, right? Why, though? I need to know why. Gerald needs to ask. I need to know why. I mean, there's got to be a reason, right? Maybe he's just trying out new things for an upcoming shoe that is most definitely in the works. Lindsay's just hinting at things. My guess is <laughs> I'm just going to take a wild guess. I know nothing because I'm not in the shoe culture like this. I have I have no shoe sources. But it would not shock me when the playoffs start that we see a Devin Booker shoe. You don't have to answer. That's just my guess here is is what might happen uh that it wouldn't shock me. And I hope it's some they call him something about be legendary. There's got to be there's got to be some tie because you know they're going to be the Kobe, yeah, the Kobe, Kobe brand. So you got to find a way to to tie that in. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. love to see it written on the shoe. Uh, I'll buy them. I bought the Moss Point one, so I'm a sucker for. I mean, for Devin's going to have a, a signature shoe that that's happening. I just don't. I don't know if it'll be by the time the playoffs roll around or if it'll happen after this season. If they're good at uh, marketing, you yeah, drop them on the playoffs. I mean, you know those conversations have already been happening, so they should but, have something up their sleeve. I would hope so. It's it's got to be smart marketing. We've gone in all sorts of different ways with Devin Booker tonight. Well, it's the Devin Booker it show. Is, we are is. talking solely about the book because solely. it's March twenty fourth. Shoes. But um, psh. well, let's talk a little bit more about Devin Booker because <laughs> hold on, MCG Blues got a great suggestion. For a Lindsay Smith shoe. We call it the Lindsay Emmy 2. <laughs> I like that. Just I, just two little gold statuettes on the back. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but I also feel like it's it's like, I don't know, a little uppity, a little snot. Not snobby? if somebody else names them. A and you don't. I don't know. Eh. Well, as well, it's time to take your shot. Oh, Presented by Arizona Department of it. Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. What shot you taking oh, tonight, Espo? I mean, we've talked about the national media and Devin Booker, but I need to take the shot again. Uh, <laughs> Devin Booker, every step of the way, doesn't matter if the criteria has moved, if the target is, is constantly moving, he steps up and answers the call. He takes his game to another level every step of the way. You want him to you want him to be an efficient scorer? 
Oh, he'll do that. Uh-huh. You want him to learn how to play defense? Oh, he'll do that. And then he'll do it to a level that's better than any other shooting guard in the league. Oh, oh you want him to get boards? He can do that. You, you don't think he dishes the rock enough? Oh, he can do that. You don't think he leads a team? Oh, he'll prove you wrong. Doesn't play winning basketball? Can't say that anymore. Uh, my One of the most egregious ones that was said by a national media member calling me looter and a riot when he referring to his to his scoring. No, he comes out and he shows you that he can do it at every level. Devin Booker is a premier talent in this league, and it doesn't matter what standard you set out there, he's going to reach it. If the next thing is he has to score 40 while underwater, he'll find a damn way to score 40 while underwater. <laughs> like, I just, I hate that the criteria moves. Mm-hmm. So much so that Devin even had to tweet about it to yeah. an NBA legend who was saying Devin Booker should be the MVP and Isaiah Thomas. <sighs> Devin does not get a fair shake. I don't understand why, but what I do love is it doesn't matter if he does or not. He finds a way to make to set the standard and surpass the standard every step of the way. That's what a true star, that's what a true superstar in the game does. And he will leave this franchise better than anybody else has for doing it. He will be the greatest son of all time when this all ends. He will be one of the greatest shooting guards this league has seen when it ends. And there's two things that matter in the end. Larry O'Brien Trophy and Hall of Fame. And Devin Booker's going to make it because you can't change the criteria on those two things. If you're the last man standing with your team and you win that last game, Larry's yours. Mm -hmm. I think we're heading there, if not this year, soon. And the Hall of Fame's pretty clear cut. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be there too. And in the end, those are the two things that matter in a career. Uh, And all the talk and everything else doesn't. And Devin's going to set that standard. One more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Oh, Devin, dearest Devin. Uh, Brian in the chat, I suppose maybe you can share some more info because I don't think I was paying any attention to like media um, during this time. But Brian in the chat said, people don't remember the Spurs dynasty. If the media doesn't like, they'll ignore you even if you to beat. Did did I miss, didn't Tim Duncan win an MVP? Isn't Tim Duncan considered by, by many to be the greatest, uh, if not the, one of the greatest uh, big men in NBA history? Isn't Pop considered uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time? I do not think that the, the media ignored the Spurs as much as, and get I get it, the Suns have not won anything of meaning yet. They haven't done that, and maybe it will come with that. But I don't think the Spurs were completely ignored. Fans didn't enjoy the brand of basketball, I'll mm-hmm. say that, because it wasn't It's not flashy. High, no, it's not flashy. But I think the Suns team plays a very entertaining brand of basketball. It's not necessarily like what we 
what we saw from the Spurs. And the Spurs got their due. They were considered a dynasty. Uh, they were disliked. They were hated by a lot of people, including those of us in Phoenix. But this is blatant disrespect. Okay. Like, this is, this is blatant uh, right now. And, look, if it continues into the playoffs, if it's another year of here's a million excuses why the Suns aren't as good as they look and it's, it's other reasons that they were able to do this, that will speak that will speak volumes as to what we're actually uh, seeing here. So you don't think it's the same? No, I just uh, I don't. I I think the Spurs got got proper attention. They weren't okay. beloved, and, and I don't think you have to fair. be. Beloved. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that you have to be the belt of the ball here, but you have to get what at least a decent amount of what you deserve. I think there's two different yeah. being like a a total favorite of the media space and national media space versus just getting credit where credit is due are two different things, I would say. I, I think you may have a more, uh, a better argument if you talk about those 04 Pistons okay. teams, but they didn't have a, a transcendent star. They didn't have a guy that you could consider necessarily a superstar. They had a lot of good pieces that came together as a team, very much like the Suns team, but I don't know that there is a good comparison for the Suns team with a young star like Devin Booker. Young, attractive, talented, smart, funny. And it seems like everything that the NBA should want to be promoting out there, right? Uh, especially when they're the best team in the league. They cross 60 wins. They're going to set a franchise record. Like, I don't get it. But you know what? It's it's taken a kind of a down a trodden uh, tone, and I, I don't want it to because this is a great night. The Phoenix Suns clinched that home court advantage. They crossed the 60-win threshold, which has only happened a few times in this uh, in the history of this, uh, this franchise. Devin Booker drops 49 on the same night that five years ago he dropped 70. Uh, he averages 48 points on, on this night, and that's because he had a 25-point outlier. <laughs> that's uh, still not there. bad. 25 like, points no. isn't bad. <laughs> no, so bad. but that's the thing. Like, the there's a lot to celebrate. Oh, and you know what we haven't even gotten to yet? Freaking Chris Paul's back, and he dropped 17 points and had 13 assists. And Devin Booker was so good that he could overshadow that entire story. Right. Chris Paul has missed 15 games. 15 games. He comes back finally, and the story is, is what Devin Booker is doing. But... I know it's the Devin Booker show, and we really only are going to talk about book for the most part. We have to give we some flowers We have to give here. some flowers out. And the first person we're going to give flowers out to is, of course, Chris Paul. You brought him up. Finished with 17 points and 13 assists. He added in four rebounds, a steal, and a block of his own as well. Welcome back, Chris Paul. It looked like Chris Paul is just back to normal. I mean, there wasn't, it didn't seem like there was any hesitation there. It didn't seem like he was in any type of pain. Um, so I, I think I it's know. safe to say Chris Paul, he listened to his body and his body is just like Wolverines and he heals really fast. He, he listened and his body said, yeah, we're fine. And we're going to go show everybody. <laughs> there was a play. I think it was in the second quarter. You would, you would put your head down and it happened so fast. It was so quick. Like, he he had this behind the back little move, kind of sidestepped and hit a mid range jumper, and it was. I mean, I I don't do this a lot, but 
it was that chef's kiss. It was beautiful vintage uh, CP3, and we talked about it in pregame. The eye test was going to tell us if Chris Paul was okay, and the eye test said he's 100% okay. This is vintage point guard, and I don't think he cared that his night was overshadowed by Devin Booker because – he, he he roots Devin Booker on. Devin Booker's why he's here. Yeah. And and look, 17-13 is unbelievable after missing 15 games. Like any other night uh, in that situation, we're talking about Chris Paul almost the entire show. But that's how special Devin Booker was. Mm-hmm. That 17-13 and 13 from the guy who hadn't played in forever uh, and had basically broken a piece of his thumb off uh, wasn't enough to lead the show or be the second topic in the show. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad to see Chris Paul back. Uh, I can't wait to see how this plays out in the final nine games, uh, what they do. But let's get – I know we've been talking about, oh, enjoy every moment, but – I'm officially at the point where we go, let's get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, w- once they hit 63 wins and everything's checked off the list, let's just get there because this is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. Sure, there'll be the nerves, there'll be the ups and downs, but this is going to be fun. The next person or people that I want to give some flowers to, Brian in the chat asked for this one specifically, but you were right, Brian. Regardless of your request, they do deserve it. Please give some flowers to all the fans that chanted MVP in the house that Booker built in Denver. Shout out to all of the Suns fans who were out there in Denver tonight. They were loud enough to be able to be heard uh, via the broadcast chanting MVP for Devin Booker. Uh, let's go Suns. Let's go Suns. I saw on Twitter people from uh, or out there in Denver at the game were saying at least a good 30 to 35% of fans in attendance were Suns fans. I love that so much because there are certain teams that we know are really good at traveling, right? L.A. travels quite a bit. Well, they Let's be clear. L.A. doesn't travel. There's just a lot of fair-weather fans in each I mean, city that's true. who but claim their th- Lakers I do fans. think they travel <laughs> a little bit. But you you know what I mean. There are certain yeah. fans fa- or fan bases that travel. Oh, yeah. Then you have, like, even just transplant, right? Like, here in Phoenix, there's a Chicago. lot of people from Chicago, whether yeah, we're I'm, talking basketball, I'm hockey, one. I'm whatever. Well uh, but it was really cool to see so many Suns fans out there. So yeah. flowers to everybody who was in well, attendance tonight at the game and who was chanting loud and uh, probably making Nuggets fans and Nuggets players um, a little a little angry well, during I, that sit, during that time. And get ready because there is a, a, a chance that that's the first round matchup too. So mm-hmm. if you're a Suns fan in Denver, uh, start saving up because uh, if that's the 1-8 matchup, We'd love to see that kind of atmosphere in Denver oh, as well. Oh, and then you guys, we can all go to the DNVR bar and take oh, over their oh, bar and turn it into the beach and Now, now bar. we're talking. Oh, wow. Ooh. Lindsay bringing the great ideas this evening. That I would like be it. so funny, though. It would. Could you imagine? They would be so mad at us, but it would be really great. I don't really want a bar fight in our corporate headquarters. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, we're nice. I'm. That's, that's fair. And they'd be so downtrodden, we'd all just offer them hugs like her. Yeah, I feel like we're nice as long as they're not mean. Gerald does remember we're doing a show and he's supposed Uh, to join us from Denver. Gerald is. So Gerald is talking (laughs) with Devin right now. Um, We could also just like a brief little flower to DA finished with 16.7 rebounds. Mikel Bridges had himself another 20 plus point 
Knight finished with 22 points. He had two assists in there as well. Uh, Mikhail Bridges played 38 minutes again tonight. The only other person who played more than him was, of course, Devin at 39 minutes. 38 minutes is nothing for. for but there was a point in time where even there was a point in time where even Gerald had tweeted out during this game: "Is it me or does Mikael Bridges look a smidge tired? Is it finally catching up?" He was playing possum because did you see him in the fourth? He had that dunk where he went up. And moved his arms out of the way, got hit, got the end one. Like oh, and he was the real Joker is Mikhail Bridges. That Look, was he was not holding back on that one. Actually, I'm a Batman nerd. There's there's multiple great Joker performances. We've got the Joker, Mikhail Bridges. They've got Nikola Jokic, who just happens to rhyme with Joker. Why you got that? But Mikhail Bridges has the has the greatest smiles, the greatest laugh, where it's maniacal, and he had it tonight <laughs> in that fourth, and I love it. I love when Mikhail gets in that uh, in that mood. All right, I have some really good news. Gerald is setting up right now, <gasps> so that means within the next hopefully sixty seconds, he will be on the show with us. So in the meantime. Um, flat girther is the graphic we're going to put on the screen just to get you guys ready for Gerald's debut on tonight's show. Did, did you see MCG blue suggestion? I did not. That what, you and what did I they should say? Just, that you and I should just pop into the DNVR post game show right now. That I can't imagine really that funny. would go very well. They would well. never send us a link. They would never. <laughs> but in the meantime, while Gerald is still setting up, uh, we're going to remind you guys about some things. So first and foremost, welcome back, Point God. If you like the shirt that Espo is rocking tonight, you can get one for yourself at phnxlocker.com. You can take one home. If you are not a go P- gophnx.com member, That's correct. you can become a member and you can get one of these shirts for free in addition to your subscription where you get to read all of Gerald's amazing articles. So just a quick reminder on that, gophnx.com or phnxlocker.com, uh, depending on which one you're looking for. And look, I... I 1,000% promise you, you'll look better in this shirt than I do. So <laughs> that is an ESPO guarantee. All right, let's go ahead and welcome in the man of the hour, Gerald Borgay from Denver. Gerald, what's going on? How you doing? Not a lot. When you introduced the man of the hour, I thought you were talking about Devin Booker for a second. <laughs> Wait, I'll, you got I'll us Devin Booker? That. I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you got us words from Devin Booker. What did he say after tonight's game? I did. Devin Booker had a lot to say after tonight's game. Uh, he said that people have been playing with his name and that he notices that type of thing and he uses it as motivation. So you best believe that he saw some of the storylines that have been circulating about him uh, today over the last few days, just some of the hot takes and some of the just kind of ignorance as far as where he belongs in this MVP race. Now I'm not going to go out there and say he should win the award, but like for him to not even be in the conversation is asinine. And he just had the type of performance tonight that should put him in that conversation where he's belonged this whole time. Now the Suns have officially reached the 60 win mark. They've officially locked up the one seed with eight games to play still. And he dropped 49, 10, three steals, beat the MVP or, and the MVP front runner for this year head to head on the second night of a back to back. Like that's just special. That's an incredible performance. And uh, so when he was asked straight up, should he be in the MVP conversation? He rightfully said, yeah. 
Good. Well, he's not wrong. No, not at all. What did, uh, did you ask Devin about what it is when it comes to March 24th that makes him perform so damn well? I did not ask about this specific date, but we did ask about just what kind of gets him fired up because, you know, he mentioned the narratives and stuff like that. But Monty had said during his post game comments that when the blood gets to hear for Devin Booker, he hits a different reservoir of energy. I mean, he played 39 minutes tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. He had those two plays where he just ripped the ball away from a nugget. He stripped uh, Nikola Jokic on that one play, and then he had that one under the basket where he just ripped the ball away from a nugget who had gotten the defensive rebound and got that and one. Um, And he said he's not quite sure where it comes from, but this Suns team has a lot of guys like that, and they kind of bring it out in each other. Um, They love to make plays like that and fire each other up, so – you know, you best believe with the extra motivation book was going to make a couple of those plays tonight. Well, and I'm sure being a, uh, you know, being a Michigan kid, I, I, be, having lived there, you know, and having Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. say that he should be in that MVP conversation, I imagine probably meant something uh, as well to him. So probably added uh, additional motivation over the last few nights. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, like he said, he's not, immune to this stuff like a lot of guys will take that route where they say oh we don't read what people say about us we don't see what people say about us we don't care and he's always said we've done a good job of trying to block that stuff out and just focus on ourselves but we do see it and like when he's just felt like this son's team in general needs more respect there was a lot of talk in post-game comments from him and chris paul about monty williams deserving to be the coach of the year they said he should have won it last year which we've been saying you know all year long uh, and that he should be the no-brainer selection for Coach of the Year this year as well. And, uh, you know, we've we've talked about Mikhail Bridges being a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. And now we're talking about Book in the MVP race. This Suns team does feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. And I think what we've seen the last two nights is a product of that. So can you break down the story? Because if I recall correctly, you shared that there was a young fan that was the one who started things today too. Did they for, did they not watch last night's game? Well, no. So the young fan was actually a Suns fan in a Booker jersey, and okay. this kid was just jumping up and down all game. So the first bucket of the game, Book hit this sideline jumper, and he turned to this kid who's like jumping six feet in the air, and this kid is like four feet tall, and That's he just adorable. like smiled and. He smiled and pointed to the kid. It was uh, it was pretty precious, and we should have known then that it was going to be a special night, honestly. So there was an sassy fan tonight. For some reason, I thought I saw that on Twitter. I don't know if there was a sassy fan. I mean, there 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 are sassy fans every night against this team because <laughs> fair. You know, I this this place was loud. <laughs> was that the challenge? <laughs> Did is there really not an actual we tweet? You made, just wanted Gerald no, to say sassy. No, we should have made that a challenge. Though no, I could have sworn I saw some tweets no, that I, were saying. I did. They, they said that there was a, a Nuggets fan near the Nuggets bench that kind of mouthed off to Devin early in the game, as well. Look. I I don't care whether it was the Young Suns fan or uh, or you know the, the Nuggets fan chirping at him. I love that Devin Booker can lock into one thing, one small thing or a larger thing, and use that to fuel him because that's what we saw from from the MJ's, the Kobe's. That that's top notch pedigree there to to get locked in based on one thing like that. Yeah, we, we've seen it from Kobe. We've seen it from MJ before him. These guys are, you know, 
Hall of Famers, all-time greats because they can take one little thing that you say and they will hone in on that and use it to haunt you for the rest of the night. And then the next night, they'll find something new to latch on to and do the same thing. Uh, this entire team is kind of like that, but it starts at the top with with Book and Chris Paul. What When you were out there uh, in tonight watching the game unfold, what was Chris Paul's impact? We all wondered, you know, would there be rust? What would there be an adjustment period to to getting used to playing with him again? Statistically, from accounting stance, stats perspective, he looked great. But what did the eye test really out there in person show you tonight about Chris Paul? Yeah, I think he had some cobwebs to shake off early on in the in the game. You know, we saw a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers where he dribbled into the teeth teeth of the defense and. That's kind of an area where he's normally been very good at finding his shots or finding someone else on the perimeter. And I think those were both turnovers in the first half. Um, and he said his legs felt kind of heavy early on. You know, there's a difference between keeping your conditioning up and being in game shape, uh, especially coming back his first game back, being in this Denver altitude. So that was a little bit of a challenge for him, but uh, he wanted to play through it. And, you know, we, I, we were making note of it because campaign – stayed on the floor a little bit later than we thought he might, you know, Chris Paul, I think was already at 32 minutes or 28 minutes and campaign. It looked like he was going to close out the game. He hit those two baskets, but apparently Chris Paul had told Monty, like, leave him in, let him, let him ride this out. Cause he had hit those two shots down the stretch. And then Monty wound up bringing him back in. Um, and, and he just, you know, for him, it was great to be back out there again. He wants to use these last eight games as a way to work himself back into game shape, work himself back into game rhythm. Um, so it was, it was a little rusty, but he still finished with 17 points and 13 yeah. assists. He closed thing out from the free throw line, like pretty good performance for a guy who hasn't played in five weeks. I love that. Chris Paul said that to Monty. Yeah. And I, I think that's really, um, that's just really good leadership for mm-hmm. Chris Paul to see that even though I'm back and these are like the moments where I shine the most, we mm-hmm. trust this guy. We know he's capable of doing it. He's feeling good right now. Leave him in there. Let him ride it out a little bit longer. And that's reward, rewarding a guy mm-hmm. who stepped up for you. Yeah. Uh, Gerald, you've been to a handful of arenas now this year. Where do you rank the ball arena media food? Let's ask the important <laughs> so, stuff. So it was good. I, I Okay, so I made the mistake. I should have gone with the pizza or the mac and cheese or something else. I chose the chicken tenders because normally you can't go wrong with chicken tenders. And they were just kind of average, so I was a little disappointed. But they did have a, a pretty neat selection of stuff. Um, you know, And it was free, which is nice, because most of them are free. But I think the one in Miami they tried to charge me for, and I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, come on. I just had a lobster roll for $20. You guys are not bleeding me dry for a media dinner. <laughs> no Rocky Mountain, Mountain Oysters out there in, uh, in Denver tonight? No, but that's <laughs> if my trip was a little bit longer, you best believe I would have been on the hunt for some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that uh, stood out to you tonight after talking with Monty and some of the players? Yeah, I, I think this was a special one for them. You know, Monty was saying he when he walked out of his post game conference, he just goes sixty wins. Holy smokes, man! Mm-hmm. Which for Monty is about as close to the f bomb as you're going to get from that guy. <laughs> Um, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker were, you know, book said he didn't expect this type of season when he first got to the Suns and during his difficult years. But now that he's here, obviously loving every second of it. 
Um, and we asked him, how does he digest, you know, dropping 49 points in a game, second night of back-to-back against the reigning MVP, uh, you know, winning 60 wins, wrapping up the one seed. And he said, we're just looking forward to the plane ride home. Like we love, we celebrate everything. We love moments like this. And to be able to celebrate it with this group of guys um, that Chris Paul said, you know, we have trust in this group. It, this is just a really tight knit group of guys. So it's, it's pretty cool that they get to take the long bus ride to the airport and then take the flight home and, and enjoy this time. Uh, because this was a pretty remarkable achievement with eight games left in the season. Uh, Gerald, use the corporate card, get an Uber, go over to that DNVR bar and take a victory lap for us tonight. All right? Totally. I'm guessing it's pretty dead there after tonight's game. <laughs> All right. One last question before I let you go. Monica asked in the chat if we could ask you about Jeff Green. Yeah. So I actually didn't see this because at that point in time, I was still up in my seat finishing up post-game notes and getting ready to go into Monty's thing. Uh, but there was a report from TJ McBride, who is a Nuggets beat writer, um, that said that Jeff Green, two sources told him that Jeff Green tried to make his way to the Suns locker room. He was still pissed off about the game or something. Um, and, and he had to be restrained by event staff and, and teammates. So uh, we didn't see anything of that nature. I didn't, you know, we didn't hear anything from any of the players. I think they were kind of wrapped up in their own world and focusing on themselves, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on in the coming hours as we find out more. Cause that's, you know, Chris and Jeff had that kind of uh, incident earlier where Chris just stopped right into him and then Jeff shoved him and they had the technical on green. So that's probably what it's stemming from. And then the fact that the Nuggets lost is probably not happy with that. What? But what? Uh, we'll see. What is any athlete thinking when they try to storm the other locker room? You're one on what's going to be 15 to 20 guys if you get in that door. I mean, at least when it was the whole Chris Paul thing, he had a couple with him. Oh, yeah. Well, and he was using <laughs> secret tunnels, which is different, right? Uh, but well, this is going straight to the front door and going, I'm here to get my ass kicked. I don't understand well, why you would. That's like the football player that punches the other guy in the helmet. You've done nothing but hurt yourself. I do not understand it. Look, Jeff Green's reaction, Kat said it best last night. He just said it about the wrong team. Yeah, there. <laughs> there you go. That's Gerald <laughs> tapping his head for those of you listening on audio. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right, Gerald, thank you so much for uh, tapping in with us all the way from Denver. Safe travels. We'll see you back here uh, sooner rather than later, some yeah. point in time. Get back here on Sunday because Devin Booker may make another MVP statement. So let's uh, make make sure you're here safe and sound. Sounds like a plan. You guys have a good one. All right. Last thing I got for us, Espo. We promised Manuel in the pregame show that we would talk about it. Um, Shaq talking about how the Lakers will beat the Suns in the playoffs if they get there. It's our version of Shaq and a fool. I'm disappointed in my Lakers. Okay. A lot of people are. We all forgot about the ages. Ooh, Westbrook's coming. Ooh, they got Carmelo. Like, you, we used to having teams with big-name stars on them. So you got a team with three Hall of Famers. You would think they'd be in six or seven, but – and then yeah. AD's not playing. So I doubt they even make the playing game. But if they do, they definitely have to win, and they will face Phoenix in the first round. And then if they make it to the A spot, they will beat Phoenix. Oh, whoa. Yeah, you heard me. Because AD going to be back. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. Shaq Shadamas will be correct. Westbrook's been playing bad. 
all it takes is for certain people like that to just play good one or two games and then it snaps right back. Well, you just like to double down on the disrespect. That's wild, bro. And why is it disrespect? Because <gasps> they're in the first spot. Whoopie freaking do. Okay, golf clap. Everybody in here clap. Phoenix in the first spot. See? <laughs> Congratulations. They have the first spot. Whoopie freaking do. Well, hold on. AD is his trump card here. That That's what he's going. Oh, AD will be back. Did he not watch the first round last year? Does he not? Did he? Has he not watched the Lakers this year, even when AD was there? Whoopie freaking do. You used to play in the NBA and you won some rings. You obviously don't know what you're talking about now, Shaq. I just don't understand. Like, actually, I do. Here's what it is. This is what this is my conspiracy theory around this. Shaq knows who pays the bills and it's Lakers fans. And so if he doesn't continue to feed into who pays the bills, then the bills aren't going to get paid anymore. That's what I'm going with. That's my conspiracy theory. I got and I don't mean this like crazy. Please don't take it out of context. It's just playful. I'll, I'll one up you. Okay. Who'd, who'd Shaq have beef with during his career? One Kobe Bryant. Who does Devin Booker look up to more than any player in NBA history? One Kobe Bryant. You think it goes that deep? Would it shock you? Have you seen how petty some of these guys are? I mean, this was I Shaq mean... who sang a rap song to Kobe asking how my ass tastes, all right? This was this was not this was more than a a surface level beef at one point, right? <laughs> like so I think it might be a combination of what you're saying, thinking Lakers fans pay the bills, and then, you know, a little bit of that, too. Look, and it could be a little bit of Shaq wasn't happy about his time here in Phoenix. Maybe. Jalen Rose pulls that crap constantly That's when true. it comes to Phoenix. Like, Okay, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. It's one thing to crap on the franchise as a whole. It's another thing to crap on the players. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Devin is not the one making decisions for the franchise. Devin and Chris Paul and Mikhail and DA and so forth are not the ones who made the mistakes when you were playing the game, who weren't the ones who burned you, who weren't the ones who burned the bridges or made this drama between the, the two. Like, you can't hold a grudge. You can hold a grudge against the organization. You can't hold a grudge against the players look, of today. Look. Shaq ain't a Mensa member either, all right? We're not – this isn't a guy that's studying film on a regular basis, breaking it down and going, this is the weakness of the Phoenix Suns. This is the scheme and why the Lakers scheme could beat them. This is how AD coming back would st strategically change things. This is Shaq going, Lakers good, LeBron good, AD good, Suns eh. That's like – that's what we're talking about with the level of analysis there. <laughs> I mean, there was no real analysis. It was just, well, it's LeBron and it's AD. Yeah, well, LeBron and AD haven't been that good this year. This is the second time. Shaq was the one that also said people in the Lakers organization want to have the Suns. They're right where they want to be. The Lakers may not even make it out That's of the play That's what I'm saying, though. It's a conspiracy theory. Somebody in the Lakers organization is like, yo, you do us a favor, we'll do you a favor. 
What favor does Shaq need? He's got a golden. I don't know. He's got a golden statue out Shaq in front of that arena. Shaq also is on every single commercial ever in existence. That man has more endorsement deals than everybody. That's what we need. To, the Suns need to just pay him as an endorsement deal to, to say I'm nice saying. things about him. That's what I'm saying. You think the Lakers? I mean, you know what? It wouldn't put Pat. The, the, the dude does ads for if the general I, icy hot. Listen. Like, are, the, are the Lakers handing him a check and going to say nice things? Maybe. If I was the owner of an NBA team and I was having a season like the Lakers were, <laughs> I 100% would be like, yo, Shaq, what charity do I need to donate to? Yo, Shaq, what gift would you like for Christmas and your birthday this year? All I'm saying is that if I were the owner, I wouldn't think that was too crazy to get somebody to say nice things about me. Look. Or uh, my team, I guess. I'll say this. As somebody who was paid to say nice things about a team when they were bad at one point, I guess it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I was on the payroll to say nice things at one point. So could Shaq be on the payroll of a team he played for that his jersey's retired? Maybe. He's an ambassador. Or, or maybe Shaq is an ambassador. Or maybe he just doesn't like the Suns. I mean, maybe. I mean, it could be that <laughs> as well. May, usually the most simple answer is the correct answer, and it's either Shaq doesn't know what he's talking about or Shaq doesn't like the Suns. It's probably Shaq doesn't know what he's talking about I don't in this know. case. Um, if you haven't noticed by now, this show is all dedicated to Devin Booker and conspiracy theories <laughs> because we're just having sure. a little bit of fun over here. March 24th, they're fun days. You know what I'm saying? So that's all it is today. Just a little bit of fun. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Before we let you go, two things I want to remind you about. Um, one, we mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but one more quick reminder. The Point God t-shirt that Espo is currently wearing is available right now in our PHNX locker. You can pick this up. Get it in your hands before the playoffs because this is going to be a really dope shirt that you can rock all playoffs long. Um, cheer on the point God. It helps support us. And of course, you get a really dope shirt. And we dropped it in the comments if you are in the chat right now. So check that out. If you are listening on audio, phnxlocker.com, you can pick yours up there. Fun fact about the shirt, too. All proceeds go to a great cause. Keeping us employed. Exactly. <laughs> I was we did not you miss were, a beat with no, you on that you one. You knew where we were going. We were on, keep but, a, keep <laughs> us employed. That's what all proceeds at the PHNX locker. Whoa. Make sure Lindsay gets those kicks that she loves and I can feed my daughter. So But you know what actually is going to have some proceeds going to a good cause? Look, that's why she's the pro. Yes. I didn't even plan you. that and she did that. <laughs> thank Look. you. Is um, our live show on the 30th. So next Wednesday, when the Suns take on the Golden State Warriors, we are going to be live at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. We're going to be collecting donations live for the Ryan House. We're also going to be collecting donations via um, our Super digital chat. spaces in Super Chats, both pregame and postgame. So if you can join us at the live event at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix, Come on down, hang out with us. All the information is on our Twitter page at PHNX underscore Suns. You can get all the information for that event. You can RSVP. If you are not in town or if you're just not able to make it, that's okay. We get it. We'll be here for you on our YouTube channel just like always. And like I mentioned, every super chat from the pregame and the postgame show will be donated to the Ryan House. So show up uh, big that night, whether it's virtual or in person. 
help us with this great cause. And of course, we're just going to have a lot of fun because let's be honest, the Suns are probably going to whoop up on the Warriors that game and it's going to be an exciting VIP lounge hang. Hey, hey. We may get a, a heap and helping of uh, Aaron Holiday that game and still kick their ass. So yeah. come on out. We'll have fun. Gerald's going to be there. So if uh, if you print out a girth image, he'll sign it. I mean, it's contractually obligated. He has to sign it. So uh, Lindsay will sign copies of her book. You don't want my autograph, so that's fine as well. <laughs> but come on and hang out. Uh, Ainsworth's got great food, great drinks, and we're going to have great basketball to watch as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you are in the chat right now, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel before you head on out. Turn on notifications so that you know whenever we are live. If you are listening to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. All of it really helps us out. We like our jobs. We want to continue <laughs> being able to hang out with you guys, and that's just a free and easy way for you to continue to support us. But as always, we thank you for everything to this point. Until Sunday, we are off on Friday and Saturday. The first time we'll have two days off in a row in a while. I think it'll be nice for us to just get a little bit of a break and relax. Um, we'll probably still be active on Twitter in case anything new comes out I'm from addicted the Suns. To Twitter. I'll Let's be, be honest. We're not going to go uh, completely cold turkey on you guys. But we will be back on Sunday with a pregame show uh, before the Suns take on the 76ers. That'll be at 2.30 p.m. right here. Same place, same time. And then, of course, postgame. So until Sunday, have a couple excellent days. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Espo at Espo. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Espo, take us home. Just remember, regardless of what the criteria are or how much the target moves, Devin Booker is great. Ahoy hoy.